Twitter files, Twitter and the FBI belly button. Twitter tried to balk at cooperating with government agencies deemed political. In the end, it allowed everyone access through the FBI belly button. In the first week of May 2020, at the peak of COVID-19 panic, Twitter senior legal executive Stacia Cardill received a communication from the Global Engagement Center, GEC, the would-be operational analytical arm of the U.S. State Department. Founded in the Obama years under Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, the GEC was like the State Department's wannabe version of the NSA or the Defense Intelligence Agency. Appended to an attachment with a long list of names was a note from the GEC. Remember, these were the Trump years, that read, in part, We are providing these 5,500 accounts that display inorganic behavior and follow two or more of the 36 Chinese diplomatic Twitter accounts that we have identified in the report. Due to the fact that these accounts follow two or more of these diplomatic accounts, and a good portion of them are newly created, we believe that they are suspicious. The list of accounts that display inorganic behavior was part of what another Twitter legal executive described as an effort by Mike Pompeo's State Department to put a full-court press in the media to hold China accountable for spreading misinformation about the COVID crisis. Just a day before, on Wednesday, May 6th, the Associated Press broke news of a four-page report by the Department of Homeland Security claiming Chinese leaders intentionally concealed the severity of the COVID-19 outbreak. Now the State Department, by way of GEC, was getting in on the action. Within a day of receiving the GEC list, Twitter executives were in a lather. A high-speed examination of the accounts revealed what company executives euphemistically called concerns. Cardill, Trust and Safety Chief Yoel Roth, and others immediately drafted a response to the GEC. Thank you for sharing information. We have begun reviewing the list of 6,000 accounts that GEC provided this morning and have serious concerns. In our initial review, we have already identified numerous accounts belonging to government entities in the Americas, including Canada, NGO and human rights organizations, and journalists. The drama that subsequently broke out between Twitter and the State Department would prove revealing, both about the nature of the public-private content moderation bureaucracy and about the internal culture at Twitter, which that year would end up rolling over in a big way for outside moderation demands, again, despite an initial show of resistance. We're all on that list. Twitter executives seemed particularly put out by the idea that the GEC was taking someone else's intelligence then using the press to squeeze its way into an exclusive moderation club. The DHS circulated a report on Chinese disinformation just a few days before the GEC reached out to Twitter. By then, the company was no longer shy about working with Congress, the FBI, DHS, and the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, ODNI. However, they were not anxious to work with the GEC, which they seemed to perceive as a weak sister of the intelligence community, and also political as Roth put it, which in Twitterese was code for pro-Trump. The company reportedly had similar issues with some Pentagon agencies beginning in 2017. One former defense intelligence source suggested Twitter preferred the FBI because it was less Trumpy. How Trumpy or not the GEC was is hard to say, but it's clear Twitter executives were opposed to letting the fledgling state agency lay hands on its magic moderation machine, preferring to keep the circle of trust quite small, as Roth put it. Obviously, state is a significant voice, and one we don't want to neglect, wrote Roth on May 6, 2020. But I do want us to continue to maintain a distinction between the highly trusted, 
valued relationships we've built over years with entities with considerable expertise and authority, and other parts of USG that may engage on these questions from time to time, sometimes in more political ways than others. Cardill argued shutting the agency out entirely was a bad idea, preferring to build goodwill, but agreed the GEC was amateurish and bad news. They cannot be trusted, particularly if they can score political points, she said. A cursory internal review at the company revealed the State Department list included accounts belonging to the Canadian military, Western NGOs, and journalists, including a CNN account. State's methodology was incredibly broad, including accounts that followed two or more Chinese diplomats. We're all on that list, joked one Twitter staffer. Roth internally even circulated a Bellingcat tweet making fun of the GEC's conclusions. Oh yeah, the disinformation that U.S. sanctions are contributing to the death of Iranians during the pandemic, sneered Arik Toler. Twitter and GEC... Thanks for listening to the free version of this article. To hear the full version, and for more articles and content, please subscribe at taibi.substack.com.